Rick Adams here alongside with my partner, Jack Farris. We are back May 9th, 2022. Put it in the history books, folks. That's right. JNR's Puck House coming at you live. But when you hear it, it won't be live. That's all right. Coming soon. Coming to you. We got a lot to talk about. Playoffs, guest appearance, Johnny 10, trots fired. Let's talk about it, baby. Jack, what do you have to say? Jack Farris here. What up, Puck House listeners? It's Jack here. You hear me clearing my throat a few times. It's probably because I didn't take enough Zyrtec. The pollen's getting to me a bit. But, uh, yeah, we're excited. we got a lot of games to talk about, a lot of games coming up. My Rangers are playing tonight at 7, and they're up against it. So, uh, it's crazy. I am, I'm tense. I'm ready to watch more hockey. <laughs> Jack's I'm ready tense. to talk hockey. Uh, I'm ready to go, Rick. I don't know about you. I'm always ready to go, man. I could do this 24-7, man. I, I really wish I could wake up and do this and then do a little nightly wrap-up show like it's fucking hockey night in Canada over here. But, yep. you know, I would do um, that all day long. I would do it all day, every day. Maybe maybe our fans can make it happen. You know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, we'll, we'll give back. We'll give back. Um, what do you want to get into first? What series does There's Jack There's so much want? to get into. I, you know, like I said, uh... I'm sure we got a lot of fans out there listening. Oh, that sounds a little too confident, right? But uh, I'm sure there's some fans listening that we're not talking about your team because they're not in the playoffs, but we'll get there. Um, I think we're going to go right down the line. We're going to hit every series. We're going to talk about each team. We're going to talk about where they're at, what we think is going to happen, uh, disappointments, You know what we're expecting and not expecting, and we're going to talk about the players that we like in the series, maybe some players that are uh, – what I like to call, uh, maybe put them on the milk box because we don't know what they're doing and not doing anything. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't know where they're at. So, Missing. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're uh, we're gonna dive in. I, I think we dive in with Florida versus Caps. That one's pretty interesting. Yeah, that is good. I like to start off with that. Absolutely. So the Caps are up two one. Obviously, all my listeners know that. I'm sure. A little surprising. I told. I'm sure if you go back to the first podcast, I wrote the caps off like they were no big deal. Yep, me which too. Which was probably a mistake because they still have some elite, elite level players. John Carlson, obviously Ovechkin, still scoring like a madman. Uh, you know they have some some depth. I still think Florida wins it. Really, I, I do think Florida comes back. I think they're too good not to win the series, but. Obviously, Washington isn't a cakewalk, and you know what? Washington's been in the playoffs. You got been money, there. clutch players like TJ Oshie. Yep. Um, Tom Wilson was out last game. He was hurt. I don't really know what's going on with him. Not sure. I'm going to look into that. We probably, sh- yeah, we probably should have looked that up before we started, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> you know, but like I said, Oshie, Ovechkin, Carlson, a lot of you know, a lot of these Backstrom, a lot of these guys have been in the playoffs and they know how to play in the big games and. The pressure doesn't really get to them, um, and I think that's what's going in their favor right now. Yeah. I think Florida's got more firepower, if you you know, if you will. I mean, Huberto, Barkov, all these guys, Barkov's, you know, really can't call him underrated anymore. He's making so much money, and he's everyone knows about him. But it's For still Haiti Florida. Too. Yeah, they got some underrated guys. Um, I just think if I'm putting money on any any of them, I think Florida comes back. Um, so we'll see about that, but you know Washington's giving them a run for their money. They're not they're not laying down. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I agree, Jack. Um, you know it, it's funny. Like I kind of wrote off the Caps too, but like you said, man, experience. They've all been there. That core group has been there, and um, you know aside from winning the cup, they've been there even before that. We all know. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about the biggest thing in this in this podcast today. Well, one of the biggest things, not the biggest thing, but. 
Home games, man. Home games at oh, yeah. home matter. Though those like it in playoff hockey, it really does change everything. I mean, we'll we'll dive into all the other teams later on, but Dallas is a prime example. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington right here is a prime example. It's just it's just different atmosphere. It's you know they feed off that crowd. They feed off that energy. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that's where Florida is running into a little debacle here. Uh, I think their top lines still need to produce more. I think there's a lot more expectations from top line. Um, you know, the top six there. Bit, yeah. You know, Huberdeau is still playing good. But everybody else is kind of like, uh, you know, like the milk carton days. You know, yeah, the yeah. milk carton, what, who's missing? Well, yeah. uh, you know, missing person. Where are they? Yeah. yeah. So I think they're a little inconsistent. They're not, yeah. they're not bringing it every night. Um, and they got to find that consistency. But also... Yeah. In the playoffs, you know the bot. You know the bottom six matters. Your defenseman matter, and your goalie actually matters. Um, so you're gonna have to have Bob Brovsky having some big nights. You know, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, tough series. I like I said, I still think Florida wins it. I think they got so much depth. Um, the only thing that scares me about Florida is they they don't have the playoff experience. They don't have those guys yeah. that have been there, right. done that, and and have been through it. And know what it's like to lose, and know what it's like to win, and what you have to give up to win, and what you go through, and all that. You yep. know, all that jazz. Uh, I don't really think Florida has those type of players yet so much. I know, you know, look, they they played in the playoffs last year. Um, they had some experience, but you know, not not enough. I don't think you know. So. I'm not saying I still believe in Florida. I just think they got, you know, Drew has a lot of playoff experience. We kind of forget about Claude Drew. He's been, he's never won, but he's had a lot of playoff experience for Philly. Absolutely. So that's one guy to look to. But at the end of the day, it'd be tough for me to see Washington beating them. But I am impressed with Washington's ethic, work ethic, and and I think uh, you know maybe I slept on them a little too much because they're. Uh, you know, yeah. I should have realized how many guys they've had that have been through, been through it. You know, Oshie, these guys have been through it. They've they've won. They've yep. been through the battles it's, and they know how to win. Absolutely, Jack. It, listen, it it is a totally different experience, a totally different season. Uh, you know, what once it's once it's playoffs, and and that's just the, and so far all the games that have been played, it, it really does uh, you know show it. So <clears throat> you got to wonder if. Does Spencer Knight get a get a start if if the Panthers lose tonight? It's a good question, Rick. I mean, uh, I mean, what do you do? Do you keep riding Bobrovsky, or do you give the young kid Knight a shot, where he's obviously got a lot of potential, right? And he's shown that he can play in this league. Um, it's maybe a slight risk because how does he handle pressure, right? But I don't know. It's a tough one. You know? It is tough. It, it's a tough one because you might throw him in there and, and you know, he's he he's lights out and he's stealing Bobrovsky's starter seat. Right. Or you throw him in there and, he you know, the pressure gets to him and he doesn't play so well. It right. could go either way. And then you're up, then they're down 4 nothing in the first period. Yeah. Who knows? I think that's really the, the, the job of the coach. Of course. Uh, it's not and, our job. Andrew Brunette, the coach of the Florida Panthers, will probably understand the psychology of both goalies a little bit and probably knows more, obviously, than we do. Of course. What Knight's capable of. Um, and if he believes in him, he might throw him in if Bobrovsky loses another game. I can see that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how that folds out, uh, whole plans out. You know, I, 
I just, uh, you know, it, Florida looks like, you know, a little lost. And uh, <laughs> now I'm scared. And I'm not even a Florida Panther fan or anything. But uh, they got me a little like, eh, what's going on? You know, a little, a little just uh, got me got me questioning some things. That's all. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing major. I think, I think they'll pick back up because it's kind of like you don't want to be down by two. You know, you know, you don't want to be uh be down three one in the series here. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, if if Washington wins tonight, uh, Florida's in trouble. Big because trouble. I think I think Wash if Florida wins, I'm saying if Washington wins tonight, Florida's in trouble because I think Washington will squeak another win out somewhere I along think the so line. Too. You know, I could see Florida winning another game and you know going a little further, but you go down three one against Washington, <clears throat> it, you're in trouble. They're in trouble. I think their big their big boys get it done, but I don't know. I'm feeling Florida tonight. I think Florida's gonna have a good game tonight. I think they win. We'll see where that goes. You guys will, you know, obviously know in about four hours. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. I I'm still I'm still rooting for Florida. That would be a big upset if Florida loses after, you know, it's not even so much what they've added. It's just their core guys. I really like. I like Barkov and Huberto. Barkov's really good. Yeah. He's unbelievable defensively and offensively. Huberto is like, a f- he's, he's a, a freak. Sh- he's a joke, basically. Like he's just what he's got like seventy nine assists, something like that. That's and ridiculous. He, he's just a joke. He's so good. And uh, Aaron Eckblad, unreal right hand shot defenseman, yeah. huge. You know, equivalent equivalent to John Carlson, but you know, may, younger obviously. So he may even be better than him at some point. So. Um, it's an interesting series. This is this is one of the more interesting series. Right. Not as interesting as Pitt versus the Rangers because I <laughs> obviously I'm a Rangers guy. You know, we all know that by it's now. Good series. But, it is. Uh, yeah, I think Florida wins it tonight. If Washington wins it tonight, Florida's in trouble. I agree, Jack. I agree. Um, don't want to spend too much time on one series. We're gonna keep moving it along. We want to wait for our. Uh, we got a special guest appearance coming up, Johnny Ten. Uh, listen. Oh yeah. Let's dive into Boston and Carolina real quick. Another team that I think I personally wrote off was yeah. the Boston Bruins. Um, I did too a bit. Yeah. Jack Farris kind of called it last episode. He said, unless that top line has a magnificent night and, and yada, yada, yeah, we know. Uh, I mean, Marshawn, five points. I mean, that's what they need. Yep. That's what they need. They need that top line to do that. But the questions are, are they going to be that consistent? Are they going to do it the next night and the next night, you know? Yeah. That's where, you know, hey, you got the one night. Now what's going to happen? Yeah, 100%, Rick. I, uh, like I said, but you know, they're, it seems like their top line is kind of carrying the mail right now. You know, and yes. Marshawn and Bergeron, these guys are – you're not really seeing too much from guys like Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrusque and stuff like that. They're not scoring the big goals. Taylor Hole, he, he's been all right. He hasn't been bad. Playing his role. He's playing That's his role. Um, he's definitely contributed, but yeah. he hasn't been a lights-out superstar by any means. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. I kind of wrote off Boston. I didn't write off Boston. I I knew Boston no, wasn't going to be. Did. I knew Boston wasn't going to be a cakewalk. I, I went with Carolina, and I'm rooting for them just because they got so many ex-Rangers and stuff like that. <laughs> when I watch that series, look, I'm a Rangers fan, but when I watch Carolina Boston, I'm rooting for Carolina. Marshawn's kind of starting to piss me off. I like him as a player. If he was on the Rangers, I'd love him. But he's starting to yep. fucking get under my nerves. Of course. That's you know? his job. So, uh, yeah, look, Marshawn, five po- he's 
unbelievable player. Unbelievable. Um, we, yeah, talent is yeah, not undeni- a question. undeniable. Um, but that's what it's going to take for Boston, I think. It's going to be a guy like like Swayman, Olmark. Swayman's playing great. Swayman's playing great. Playing he really great, is. Man. And he's got to keep playing great. And Olmark, the jury's kind of out on Olmark. We don't really know how great he really is yet. He was in Buffalo, which you can't judge that's a guy right. for that's right. being in Buffalo because they weren't a good team when he was there. He's been okay for Boston. He's had his nights. He's been a little bit inconsistent. We'll see. But Swayman in the mail. Uh, he's been good. He actually played with the kid we played with in roller hockey. And, uh, yeah, so he – Swayman's been good. Swayman's going to have to continue to be good, and the top line is going to have to be lights out for yeah. them to beat Carolina. Got to be consistent. But it's going to be mo- interesting for my sure. My money's still on Carolina, though. I think so, too. I mean, what's the series? It's 2-2. Um, you know, (laughs) I really, listen, I didn't think that Carolina was going to wipe the floor with them or anything, but I didn't really think it would be 2-2 right now. Um, but you know, I I feel like, I feel like Carolina, you know, the, the goalies were playing good and I think now they're kind of missing, you know, Freddie Anderson. I kind of thought like, you know, all right, how long is this going to last? And I know playoffs, people crack under pressure or they play even better under pressure. So, all right, boys. Hate hate to cut things short, but we got Johnny Ten on the line here live on J and R's Puckhouse. Johnny Ten, what's going on? How you doing, guys? How you enjoying the playoffs so far? We're uh, you know, we're talking about it. We're watching it. We we love it. It's yeah. uh, it's it's really you know, it's it's one of the best times of the year. Oh yeah, Johnny Ten, Jack Farris here. Good to talk to you again. How you doing, Jack? How's things all right? Pretty good. We are just talking about the Carolina-Boston series. You want to give the uh, the, the listeners uh, your opinion on that series while we have you? Well, I like Carolina. I think it's going to be Carolina and Calgary for the Stanley Cup Finals, but uh, I think both games are 2-2. Two to two. You know, Boston's tough. They could hit, you know. They got that Long Island boy, McAvoy. You know, oh, yeah. he's a star defenseman. Right. Oh yeah. That's uh that's a good note there. And we actually forgot to mention as we're as we're talking about this series that uh you know, Boston got a big win over Carolina without McAvoy being in the lineup. You know, it's uh that's a big win right there. Yeah, yeah it's impressive. Yep, I hope he's all well. I like that kid. Yeah, he's good. No, big, he's definitely good. Yeah, Long Beach kid. Throw some mean hits like Scott Stevens back in the day. <laughs> Go with the puck too. Sure, sure. What about the fire that Barry Trotz? Yeah, that's uh. I'm a I'm a I'm a Long I'm a, I'm a Long Islander fan. I'm an Islander fan from uh from a kid, you know. And uh, Barry Trotz going is uh, you know, I don't know. It's a little bit of sweet. Yeah, it I, is. I see my my take on it, Johnny Tennis. I think uh, I think the younger players. I think Lou sees the writing on the wall. I think they're a little tired of his message, and I think guys like Barzell Wallstrom. Uh, maybe even Dobson, like, you know, he's not going to maybe let them fly so much and kind of, you know, they're playing that strict defensive style and maybe uh, maybe Lucy's writing on the wall and sees them kind of tuning him out and says, hey, if we want to run with this club, we kind of have to change things up and maybe get another voice in the room. Yeah, maybe you'll see uh, what's-his-face come back. Uh, Peter Lavalette. 
Where's he coaching these days? He's not with Nashville. I forget where he went. He's with Washington right now, so we'll see. We'll see Washington. how Washington does. He's right? on top with Washington. That's right. How dumb of me. That's all right. No, he's been he's been on a lot of different teams. It's yeah, tough he's to track he's him. been bouncing out. Yep, he's been bouncing around. Yeah, and I don't know what the Islanders are thinking of bringing back uh, Zdeno Chara. That guy, they gave him a paycheck, I think. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't trade him. Honestly, at the deadline. Give him a I chance. thought, yeah, I thought he was going to be a deadline deal. Honestly, I think. I... What are you going to What are you going to get? He was puck bag for him, maybe a skate shop enough. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Um, for those for those who don't know Johnny Ten that, that are listening in, we uh, Johnny Ten played some elite level hockey, roller hockey, acting hockey all around. Great player, scouted by the RHI. If you don't know who that is, what that league is, you better look it up. Uh, tried out, got invited to the Florida Hammerheads. You know, played with guys like Scott Anderson of the New Jersey Devils organization. Played against and with Jason Sessa. Uh, you know, played with a bunch of guys over the European leagues here in the states. Played, <clears throat> played with some guys from NYPD and FDMY. Uh, you know, beer league legend. Uh, Johnny Ten, tell us about the RHI experience. That's what I want to know. Well, that was way, way back. Uh, that was probably 91, 92. We saw an ad in the paper, the local paper, about a professional roller hockey league. A friend of mine, and uh, we get up. We were thinking we were the only ones from Long Island going down there. We went down there. Uh, we, we noticed some friends uh, from, from out east on the island, uh, some people from Nassau County that we played against. Because cause back then, back then, roller hockey was really big. It was huge. Uh, men's League roller hockey uh, out in Bayport, out in Miller Place, in Deer Park, out in uh, Belmore, I believe it was, Valley Stream. Um, you know, there was some, like, hard hitting. That was like that was like pro roller hockey. Yeah, they said there was no hitting, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you'd go to the hometown. It would be the hometown refs for the hometown team. And, uh, you know, things got things got vicious quickly but uh we went out we won a couple championships but uh when we saw that article we we, we were about 21 years old we were you know we were drinking beer and we, we drove out to brick new jersey and we uh we tried out we tried out and uh, i ended up getting a letter from the florida hammerhead but i never did go to go to camp but i did meet up with uh, joe tamborino years later on talk to him about it and uh matt spronk i played with the spronk brothers matt spronk Jason Sesser and uh, Joe Tamarino played for the Riot. That was a few years after the RHI failed. It kind of folded right away. Right. You know, and then they, those guys played for the Riot. But I played in a, a, a senior men's league in, uh, in Deer Park with Jason Sesser, who's an unbelievable athlete, player. Um, played against Charlie with the Sigway in that league and had the pleasure of playing with Charlie. Charlie's the captain of the NYPD team. And... Uh, you know, I got a lot of good fond memories of those guys. You know, and uh, it was it's nice to know them. I actually got smoked by Scott Anderson in uh, an overtime uh, roller hockey tournament. Um, he totally undressed me along the boards, but uh, it was it was fair game. He's a great player too, good guy too. He's over in European Europe now, or maybe he hung it up. He played two games with the Devils. Uh, he played in Russia for a little while. He played in the KHL and. Uh, but it was nice to hang with those guys a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. Town boys, be able to skate on the, on the line with them or, or, Absolutely. or, or, or the second line or whatever. Absolutely. Now, was Scott Anderson a guy a guy locally on, on the island? 
Scott Anderson. Scott Anderson was a guy. The Scott Anderson that I played role inline roller hockey, but he was a West Island guy. He was a couple wow. of years younger than me, but he was uh he's probably about six foot two, one eighty five. He's he's pretty pretty you know hockey players, two percent body fat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always moving, man. Sport that always, always moves. Moving. You got to be able oh, yeah. to move it's, on your feet. It's like lightning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, that sounds like a hell of experience there, Johnny. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's quite nice to have somebody on the on the show here with all that experience and knowledge. Um, what what do you really think? What do you what are your thoughts? I don't, and I want to save the trot stuff for more so of the off season and whatnot, and when we get into after playoffs and whatnot. But I mean, for for a guy that that won the trophy right with with the Islanders and whatnot after coaching a year there, um. You know, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, and then turns them around to be one of the best defensive teams. Um, I know Jack Farris was saying before that maybe some some things were going on in, internally in the locker room, and honestly, I might have even said that. Oh, not that I might have. I, I definitely said that the first month in, I could tell some some things going on. But um, you know, what what are your thoughts? What what do you really think that uh, just you know, either just being some. Bottom feeders, as Rick Rick Adams here is a big fan of the Islanders, but you know Islanders being, you know, not that good, and then then showed some hope with Tavares, then he leaves, and now we bring in Trots, and he looks great, and we finally bring back some re- uh, relevance. Like, what, what do you what do you think now, honestly? Uh, you know, the Islanders didn't have a home for a long time. I think Nassau County screwed him around a lot. The John Tavares deal, I think he was just homesick and wanted to go sleep in his own. Uh, in his own bed with his Toronto Maple Leafs uh, sheets and his feety pajamas. I don't think he was really ever committed. I think he's a great player and everything, but I just didn't, you know, wholeheartedly I was upset when he was gone. Don't get me wrong. Of course. My heart told me that, you know, he, he wasn't the right fit, especially when Matthew Barzell came on the team. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, Barzell, I think, is uh, he's, he's, he's going to be a really big elite player, you know. Um, you know, you got these young kids coming from Canada, they're coming to the United States, they're coming to New York, they're coming to Long Island. Um, they, they're a little overwhelmed. Um, they're basically disciplined guys, but, uh, you know, you got to gel them all together and they're still young and they want to do what they want to do, I guess, you know, but they have to live somehow. Maybe maybe Barry Trotz wasn't the fix. Maybe he's got some personal issues. Maybe Lou Amarillo and him are talk time, but, you know, I Who think... Knows? Uh, uh, I think Jim, Jim Hiller, Jim Hiller is their assistant coach. I think he's up for a uh, promotion, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, don't forget, the Islanders got struck with COVID early on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Big, big role. For a little bit. Yep. They had some, you know, they had some, uh, they had some demons to face, you know. They had some deep, deep, they had some deep issues, you know. Oh, yeah. They got issues with Joshua Sang, and, you know, that had to clear up and everything like that. And, uh you know, a new, new arena being built, uh, 13, 14, 15 games on the road, you know? Oh, yeah. Not sleeping in your own bed. So, you know, they had a challenge here, I believe. And, you know, this is just the top of the office, uh, you know, firing a coach. Yeah. And then we got some big signings next year, right? Isn't Barzell due for contract? believe so. It's going to be interesting yeah. how this all plays out. Um, you know, who knows if he resigns. I think maybe that was one of the things. Maybe that was one of the things that uh, he already spoke about to Mr. Lou there. You know, hey, get rid of get rid of Trots and maybe I'll resign with you. Maybe not maybe. Maybe well, he goes, I will. I was, 
I was going to say that, Johnny Ten. I think maybe it's a possibility you see how good Barzell is. His first year in the league, he had, like, what, 87 points or something like that. I mean, it's a possibility that, you know, Lou's smart enough to read players and say, hey, this guy Barzell is kind of getting sick of trots and his message. And, you know, even if he doesn't agree with the way Barzell thinks, he sees how skilled he is and the future he has and the potential he has and says, hey, if I get another coach in here that kind of lets him fly and do his thing and, you know, you realize what you have in certain players. You know, Barzell is not the type of guy that's uh, a shutdown, defensive, block shots, play this strict defensive style. He's like, all right, I'm very fast. I'm an amazing skater. I'm going to fly around and dish the puck off and get around guys and stuff like that. And maybe another co- coach is better suited for that type of style. And, uh, you know, maybe he flourishes like a coach. Well, you know, each team has their own system that they want to play and everything like that. But I think, you know, the, the trade with Emily and uh, and Taze and everything and Letty going, you know, that was a salary cap issue. Um, and, and, then, and then we had the Seattle Kraken coming into the league, too. So we had to protect players that way. But then again, you know, you look at it, you know, you got this guy, Oliver Wallstrom, that can really shoot and fire the puck. You keep them two on the line, and you got big boy Anders Lee in there. You know, mucking it up in the crease if he stows, stays healthy. You got you got a potential, you know, genuine first line right there. Absolutely. You know. Oh yeah. It's the system. You know, maybe it's maybe it is the system that they're not liking. I don't know. Maybe they need to be more in your face. Um, you know, but those three guys there, you know, they like to skate. They like to move the puck. Oh yeah, I like Anders Lee a lot. I think he's like a clutch money player. He's you know he's big. He plays the right way. I think. Uh, I can see him having a big year next year, and he's going to be with the Islanders for a while. I can't see them moving him. Yeah, that's that's the captain. Uh, big big in front of the net presence right there. Yeah, Andersley, absolutely. You know what you said, Johnny Ted? I I know you mentioned Devin Tays. I, I do think that's one huge mistake uh, Lou made, and I I the salary cap affects every team, and every team kind of has to give up someone they don't want to give up because of the salary cap, I guess. But you know, maybe we're kind of seeing it from the standpoint of how good Colorado is and all the good players he's playing with. But he's having two unbelievable years with Colorado defensively and offensively so I mean I think if you had Taze right now on your blue line you the blue line the Islanders got you have Devin Taze to that I, I think that really makes a huge difference oh yeah you know he's the lefty he's the lefty shot too right yeah yep yep you know yeah. Devin lefty Taze is a guy you want to you want to keep and I and I thought he proved that with you know his time with the Islanders. I figured that that was a guy that they would work around to keep, but uh, I, I guess not. <laughs> yep. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, we got a big off season, got to get through the playoffs right now. You know, I'm liking Colorado. The Cup hasn't been in Canada for a while. I'd like to see him go there. I, uh, you know, the Rangers. I don't like the Rangers one bit, but uh, I do like. Uh, I do like the guy with the long hair. The, um, not those, um, what the hell is his name? Panarin? Panarin? No, Panarin. He, 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 he uh, left us for a million dollars. We offered him a million more and he left us. <laughs> yeah, Crazy you're, you're, you're right. I guess you don't like him. Uh, you like Shashirk uh, in the goal. No, nah, well, the two goalies are unbelievable for the Rangers. You can't say anything bad about them. Um Throwing a blank of his name. I talk about him all the time. I can't believe it. He's got the long hair. Oh, Truba. Maybe that? Truba, the big right-handed shot. Truba, no. Sabanajad? Sabanajad. You talk about Mika Sabanajad? Yeah. Sabanajad. That guy's a phenomenal player. He's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. He is. Righty shot. No, he's good. Mika's good. Yeah, yeah, he's a solid player, no doubt. He's, he's, got, he's, he's got a lot of heart. He's got a lot of heart. Yeah, he wants, he wants to be a Ranger, no doubt. 
You know what, All Johnny? Right, guys, Johnny Ten, I got one more question before we let you go. What? Since you you have you've been in, you've played in big games before, and you've you've obviously coached a little bit in your in your history. What do you think the biggest uh, thing in in like a big pressure game psychologically? How do you get your nerves kind of under control to play in that big pressure game if you're an athlete? You know, what some of these young guys that aren't experienced that maybe it's their first playoff run. Like, how do you get the nerves under control? How do you play in big games and kind of? rely on your teammates and, and play the right way? Well, I mean, I never played in anything as big as what these guys are playing in, but what I would say to them is that, you know, just, you know, be yourself and, 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 and whatever your pregame is, do your pregame and, you know, you work as a team and you got to be there for each other. Every day you're on the road with each other, you know, where each other's on the ice and, and you got to make sure you make that pass, make that move, make that hit, and you got to get back to your defensive zone when you have to be there. You know, you got to play a hard-hitting, honest, fast-skating game, you know, and at the end of the game, you look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you did 110%, then you probably did a good job out there and you'll probably come out with a W. I like that. I like that. That's yep. a great answer. That's a great answer, Johnny Ten. All right. If, if you have to go, Johnny Ten, I know you're a busy man. Um, that will wrap things up for our interview. Looking forward to more. Um, if you have anything else to say, I guess you could say it now and whatnot. Not, not, not rushing you off, but I know we, we cut you off. <laughs> I'm good. Go Flames, man. Go All Flames. Right. We're going to put that in the books. Johnny 10 picks the Flames for the Cup. All right. Bye. All right. All right thanks, Johnny. Johnny. Bye. We'll have you on soon. Well, that was Johnny 10, folks. Uh, you know, experienced guy, big hockey player, does what he does. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, you know, Johnny 10 made the bold pick there. Uh, Calgary Flames. That's a series I want to dive into um, since he brought that up. You know, Ottinger has been playing great. And another team that I would have, well, not that I would have, I did write off, was the Dallas Stars. Um, I want to talk about how good Ottinger is playing. And not only that, how important home games are. I mean, look at it, folks. You know, you got you got the Caps playing great at home. You got Dallas playing great at home. I mean, this is just something out, else out there. Um the only team who's not playing great at home is uh, the National Predators, and yep. I think the Abs, you know, not to bounce around right now, but you know, Abs bring out the brooms tonight. But we'll 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 get into that. But um, Calgary, man, what what's going on? You know, um, Gaudreau's playing good. I think Gaudreau's playing fine. I just uh, what what is going on? It's strange. Is Dallas playing that much great greater, or is uh? Is, is Calgary underperforming in a way? What do you think, Jack? Well, Rick, one word for Dallas. I think it is two people. Jake Ottinger, and I think Joe Pavelski's making a big difference because he's a big-time player. So it's definitely Ottinger playing well. If he continues to play well, I think they have a shot. Um, I'm still riding with Calgary, like our boy Johnny Ten said. Uh, I think they got too much depth. Yeah. I think between Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau, their blue line, Jacob Markstrom, I don't see Dallas winning the series. But I think the reason they're so competitive is Ottinger's really stepped up and played well. There's no doubt about it. And uh, look, I'm not saying that Dallas doesn't have good players. They got a nice little, they got a nice blue line, Heiskin in and, and Klingberg. Who who knows? He may be traded in the off. He may not traded. He may sign somewhere else in the offseason. He's already like kind of requested a trade midseason. But um. It's an interesting series. It's kind of similar to Washington, Florida, because 
Dallas, I think, is doing a lot better than a lot of people gave them credit for. And they're, you know, they're getting it done. They're they're getting in there and they're they're being competitive. And I just think Calgary's kind of a wagon. Like they're just, you know, they got every position filled. And I, I'd be very surprised if Dallas wins this series, and they shouldn't. I mean, yeah. it would be an upset. I, I think you got Goudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm. You got Mangiapane. You got a, a solid blue line. You got an awesome goalie. I, I think Calgary wins it. Um, you know, we'll see, but it. You know, I, I can't see Dallas winning our Spence. Uh, you got some solid pieces there, but I just don't think you're as good as Calgary. Yeah, you know, that that's not a hot take. That's not anything, you know, out there, far-fetched, outrageous. But um, like we said, it's two players. It's I shouldn't even say that. It's not two players. It's a team sport. But two two guys that are standing out is Joe Pavelski and Jake, uh, is it Jake Ottinger, right? Something like that? Jake Ottinger, young goalie. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, fans. Think Boston College. Uh, but he's playing unbelievable. So he's uh, if he keeps playing that way. Look, look. I think Dallas in the future. You got Andre Lock. If he keeps playing the way he's playing and he gets better and better, like that's a good sign for Dallas. Absolutely. I'm just saying when you're looking at both teams, I know Dallas has played a lot better than I gave him credit for, and a lot Absolutely. of other people from TSN and wherever else you're listening to is giving him credit for. But. I don't think they get past Calgary, and if they do, geez, I mean, maybe they're they're maybe I'm not paying enough attention to Dallas then. Right. But right. I think Calgary is just too good to to lose to Dallas. Yeah. No, I agree, Jack. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, Dallas is uh, definitely an under the radar team. Uh, definitely a, a team that I wrote off, and and everything like that. You know, I think we're seeing a little bit of underperformance from. Matthew to Chuck. And I know he has two assists, but is he going to score any time? You know, is he going to score yet? Um, I think he's due for a goal tonight. I do. If I'm betting on it, I might go on to MGM bets right now yeah. and fucking play standard time goal scorer right now on Matthew to Chuck. I think he's due for a goal. Not and if a there's a time bet. to do it, it's right now. Um, he's a type of player, too. He's going to, you know, he's... He's going to score the clutch goal. Like he's The thing I love about Kachuk is he'll put it through his legs and put it top shelf, but he'll also like run into the corner at 75 miles an hour, dig, get hit, hit a guy, go to the net, and then get a greasy fucking chip in, jam in goal because that's the type of player he is. That's why I like him so much. That's why I always, I always say, I mentioned it to my dad who's a big Ranger fan too, if the Rangers had a guy like Kachuk, that's who they mm-hmm. need. You know what I mean? I don't know if they'll ever get him. I don't know if Calgary will give him up or if he goes somewhere else, but he's unreal. Calgary fans are lucky. If they lock him in, he's, he's you know, you surround him with skilled players. Like, the guy had, what, 102 points this year? Yeah, he could score. Like that. It was like 104, 107. He probably doesn't even crazy. get it. Even though he's a Kachuk and everyone knows the Kachuks if you follow hockey, like like I said, he's, you know, he's he's not going into the, the corner boards lightly and, and, you know, he's not afraid to get hit. He's not afraid to hit guys. He could score – However you want him to score, he's, you know, I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm, like, talking him up too much now. I should probably have a Matthew Kachuk fucking jersey on the way. I'm talking so much <laughs> about him. But he's uh he's unreal. I could see him scoring a huge goal, like the overtime goal tonight or some shit like that. But, yeah, he's uh, – bottom line, yeah, I don't see Dallas getting past Calgary at all. I think uh, I think Calgary gets it done. Yeah, no I agree. Um, I just think that there's two two key things here is that, uh, you know, Ottinger, like we said before, playing lights out, and then Calgary, they just need their key guys to step up 
And once they do that, I really think it would be a wrap. But that's a big if. If they step up and play the game that they're supposed to play. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think Calgary is supposed to go deep this year. Um, I mean, Johnny Goudreau has played three games. It looks like he's got two assists and negative two. Uh, I think starting tonight, you got to see more out of Goudreau because of how good he's played in the off season, in the regular season. Um, you know, he's going to command big money contract. There's no doubt. So whether he stays with Calgary or goes somewhere else, um, yeah, he's going to have to step it up. He's going to have to score some goals. You know, and you know, Daryl Sutter's system is is very almost kind of like Trot's system in a sense, very defensive minded. Um, so. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, it doesn't matter if Calgary wins by six goals or one, as long as they win, right? So absolutely, goal to win. Their goaltender's so good. Their blue line's so good. As long as one of those big guys, Goudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm, Manjipani, whoever scores, if they right. can, if they can get one or two, they'll be good to go. And uh, Lindholm's been playing good. Yeah, not to cut you off, Jack, but Lindholm. I you know I know we're kind of shitting on the Calgary Flames, but Lindholm is somebody that has been good, has been consistent, playing two ways. Um, I'd like to see more of Toffoli, for sure. I'd like to see more Toffoli. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, he was, coached out of, he was coached by Sutter, too. Um, so you'd, you'd like to see more out of him, maybe some big goals out of him, which, uh, you know, that may happen tonight. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay tuned there. Listen, folks, uh, best series so far in uh, Rick Adams' opinion is uh, the L.A. Kings versus the Edmonton Oilers. But not only that, it's also going to be the New York Rangers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins that is playing live right now as we are recording this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, both both of them, and, you know, we'll dive into L.A. and uh, Edmonton later, but, uh, you know, both series are really just great. They're neck and neck. It's just what you love to see. You know, if you're a fan of one team, you're probably having a fucking panic attack and whatnot. But, um, you know, as, an, as a non-fan of these teams... I just love watching this style of hockey, man. This is just, it's playoff hockey. It's neck and neck. I mean, you can't ask for more. You really can't. 100%, Rick. Uh, Every game, every night, there's a good game on. Yeah. There's a game where you want to watch. You know what I mean? So that's what, playoff hockey, if you're a hockey fan, is just so fun. It's It's great. It's like Christmas. Yeah, that's why I say it's the best time of the year. You have a couple beers, you watch a playoff game, it's entertaining, it's fun. Uh, I mean, I just watched Alexi Lafreniere score live here while we're watching, so you know where we're at. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a lot of fun. Um, I know Rick said the Oilers versus Kings is his most uh, watched series and his most entertaining. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say Rangers Pit just because I'm a Rangers fan, number one. And number two, I mean, it's competitive. Listen, I'll give Pitt credit. They're playing unbelievable. Latang is playing unbelievable. Crosby, Malkin, and I think a lot of people are forgetting about Jeff Carter and how good he is. He's won cups and Gensel too. Yeah, Gensel four Pittsburgh's goals. Pittsburgh's a good man. team, and you know maybe I, you know, maybe I was sleeping on them a bit, but you know Rangers are playing. They're they're hustling. They're playing good. Hurt, you know, losing Goodrow hurts. There's no doubt because he did a lot of like he was like a Swiss Army knife for the Rangers. He killed penalties and yeah, did a lot. Like, but uh, I like that Swiss Army knife. Yeah, but I I think I think. Uh, you know, no excuses because, listen, Pittsburgh doesn't even have their starting goalie. They have Louis DeBing, no disrespect to him, but that's not their starting goalie. So if the Rangers can't beat him, you know, they can't make excuses and say we have injuries because every right. team has injuries. So, um, 
Yeah, it's an interesting series to watch. I do think the Raiders are in trouble if they don't win tonight. That's for sure. Big time trouble. Um, they they got to win tonight on the road in Pitt and big game. Yeah, it's a big game for them. There's no doubt, and uh, you know this could be a defining moment for them. I think so too, Jack. I think you're right. I think I think games like this, you're down by, you know, it's two one in the series. Pittsburgh leads. I think games like this, if you could sneak in a win. I think that's, like, one of the deciding factors of how the series plays out. You know, just like how, uh, you know, I mean, I know it went to triple OT, but Pittsburgh snuck a win in, in, in the first game there, you know, on the right. road. So, you know, and, and you could say vice versa for both teams and whatnot, but, you know, these home games really matter. And you could argue that the road games really matter. Every game matters. We all know this. It's the fucking playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, at, like I said before, and I said I'm going to mention it all the time throughout, throughout this podcast episode. Games at home is just such a different atmosphere, man. It's oh, just, yeah. it's just in the so playoffs. different. Yep. It's so different, especially in the playoffs. You yeah. can't compare it to the regular season. You can't. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of even players admit that like a lot of buildings are loud. And, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was Chris Cryer that even said like the Pittsburgh fans were chanting... Igor, Igor, and he's like, hey, that'll come back to bite them in the ass because when he plays well, he's going to be motivated even more so yeah. now. So, you know, there's no doubt that uh, the, the fans make a difference, especially in these big markets like Pittsburgh and New York and Boston. Washington. Washington even, um, you know, I, Toronto. Because Tampa's won two cups, so they've gained a lot of fans. And oh, I've yeah. heard they're – I'd love to go see a game in Tampa, but I've heard they're – their arena is pretty damn loud now, so I believe uh, it. yeah, it, it makes a difference. It it gives the guys energy. You got the whole crowd like you know chanting and rooting for you. It's it gives you energy and uh, it definitely makes a difference. There's no doubt about it, especially in the playoffs because the, the fans are more into it in the playoffs. Every game matters way more in the playoffs. Absolutely, um, you know a guy I want to mention is uh, that we didn't really get to mention in the past episode is Andrew Kopp. The addition of Andrew Kopp to the New York Rangers. I think... <clears throat> I really personally believe that um, he's that he's that player, that centerman, um, that that really fills the role perfectly, as good as it gets. Um, I really do love that addition, just as much as the Claude Giroux addition for the Florida Panthers. Um, and this is coming from an Islanders fan, folks. Uh, you know, Andrew Kopp, he's just... An all-around great player. Oh, yeah. You know, he's not scared to get physical, but he's nope. also he can he's also, you know, a, a goal scorer. He can he can put the puck in the net. He ain't shy with that. You nope. know, he's not shy to go into the boards and 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 dig deep and and, and win those battles and whatnot. Um, but you know, he he's all around great, and that's that's what what more could you ask for, right? All around great, does the dirty work, but also puts the puck in the net. What more could you ask for at the trade deadline going into the playoffs? You know. 100%. Guy could win face-offs, plays physical, like you said. He's got a relationship with Jacob Truba because they're from, they're both from Michigan, I believe, and they both play in Winnipeg a bit together. But he's, um, he's big, he plays physical, like you said, Rick, and he's, you know, he's got playoff experience with Winnipeg. You know, I know he hasn't won, but he's went fairly deep with Winnipeg. So, you know, that's, uh, not to be taken lightly, and I love his game so far. He's yeah, scared of the big games. He's definitely not scared. No, and he's uh, he's not scared to play physical and and, and play uh, a little, play that dirty style kind of that grimy like get in the front of the net and deflect pucks and dig pucks out of corners. Like he's not shying away from that at all. 
and right. I think he's a big acquisition. Um, will they be able to keep him? Who knows? I think he's going to make some serious dough. Yeah. Because he's he's put up points and he's proven that he's good year after year after year. Right. So right. We'll see right. if we could afford him, but uh, I love the addition for the playoffs. I think it was a smart move. A smart move by Drury for sure. I think just to add on the Rangers pit series. Um, as as much as I love my Rangers, if knock on wood they do lose. Um, that wasn't I th- wood, by the way. That wasn't wood, but <laughs> this is wood. So I do think I do think that um, the only reason they lose is because of inexperience, and I think a lot of their blue line is kind of inexperienced, and I think a lot of Pittsburgh is experienced, and a lot of Pittsburgh's been there. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Carter. Right, right. These guys, yeah, Ross, th- these guys have been there, done that in those big games. They know what they should do and shouldn't do. I don't know if the Rangers necessarily have that experience yet. Obviously, I'm still rooting for my Rangers. I love them. Um, I think they're capable of beating Pittsburgh, there's no doubt. But if for some reason they don't, I think that's what's come down to is experience. And right. I think once these Rangers players get more experience, like the Andre Miller, Braden Schneiders, uh, you know, Hedl, Lafreniere, Kako. Once these guys get playoff experience, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. And I'm not counting them out yet because I do I think agree. they're capable of pit- beating Pittsburgh. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Rangers fan. I do think they're capable. But I do think Pittsburgh, the only reason they're really giving the Rangers such a hard time right now is because of their experience factor. And those guys that have been there and they're not, you know, they're not scared by the big moment. Right. No, I agree, Jack. I agree. Um, you know, one before we, we change over to the next uh, series here, um, Penguins depth has been stepping it up, especially last game. Yep. Um, Rodriguez, Heinen, you know, Teddy clutch Bluger. moments, Bluger, yeah. You know, I mean, listen, when top guys aren't performing, not that they aren't in the whole series but you know on that night or that game given the moment you know when they're not stepping up it's great to see the bottom six stepping up you know yep. and that's what you ask for yeah that's what you ask for not only did the, the work that they put in in general but you know when somebody's having an off night and whatnot and they step up and be able to produce like that i mean that's just a match made in heaven yeah um you know and just like every other game and, and every other series consistency yeah you know it, it, is is Crosby gonna go play lights out every game? You know, it is or is Rodriguez Evan Rodriguez gonna gonna start picking it up because he was consistent as hell in the beginning of the the season. He got up to like fifteen goals, and then he kind of like drifted off. Cooled you know, off a bit, yeah. yeah, he cooled off a little bit. Yeah. So, but now is he back? We'll we'll see right now as it's live going on. You know, um, I think uh, I I think the Pittsburgh coaching staff and management kind of know what Crosby's capable of and they know <clears throat> the they know the the presence he commands kind of Absolutely. and they know that uh he's a threat he's won cops everyone knows you know maybe he's not the best player in the NHL anymore because of McDavid and, and you know Matthews maybe even McKinnon but like um still a top 10 of course of yeah course. and I, I yeah and for so long he was so good he's won three cops he's won a gold medal he you know he's done it all so if there's a player coming into that locker room that's not putting in the effort that he is, they're going to, you know, he's going to know, and they're going to know. Like, oh, I'm not putting in as much effort. So even if they don't have the skill level and the natural talent that Crosby has and Malkin has, like that same effort every, you know, practice and every game, you know, you're going to get a lot out of players that maybe if they were on different teams with not the same leadership and the same coaching staff, maybe they wouldn't you wouldn't get as much out of them. Maybe you wouldn't be getting as much out of an Evan Rodriguez or a Teddy Bluger. 
or uh, you know a Danton Hine and guys like this, like you may not get as much out of them if they were on a different team. You know, if they were on a, a, an Arizona or Winnipeg or you know an Anaheim, whatever it is. So um, I do think that that makes a huge difference. The leadership having Crosby there. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Obviously, goes without saying that I'm rooting for my Rangers, and uh, I I do I really do think they're capable of beating them. But, yeah, I think so. Um, and that's coming from an Islanders fan. I you think know, so. the Rangers are at, they're on the road in pit, and they have to. I think they have to win tonight, or they're in trouble. But they're up one nothing, and they're playing hard. I, I want you know if their young guys keep playing well, like the Schneider Miller. It's gonna come down to that, and it's also gonna come down to their their big guys, Kreider. If can he keep scoring? Can Zibanejad and Panarin right. contribute every night? Can uh, <laughs> so about consistency? Sorry. Yeah. Can sure can keep standing on his head. That might be like friggin' seventy five percent of it right there, because yeah. he's he's kept them in a lot of games. There's no yeah. doubt. You know, if you had a different goalie, uh, you know. Right. You knows? know, Johnny Ten earlier was saying that uh, you know you got to respect both goalies, but uh, you know, and this is no hate or anything. Um, I, I don't I don't trust Gorgiev. I'm sorry, man. Uh, and it's no hate on Gorgiev if he ever winds up listening to this or all you Ranger fans out there. It, I don't trust Gorgiev. I mean, for obvious reasons. Shesterkin's a fucking brick wall, you know? Um, oh, man, we just saw somebody go down. Rodriguez, oh, shit. Uh, Talking about him, is he going to be able to bounce back? He's trying to bite his lip, folks, and draw some blood, I see. Um, Typical Pittsburgh. Yeah, what the fuck? It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah I think Nemeth took a penalty there, so. Ooh, there's a little high stick there. A little high stick action. Um, listen. Perfect time to talk about it. Let's talk about it, folks. I have it on my notes here. The Rangers' penalties are going to come back and haunt them. So I'm calling... Risky Rick is calling a fucking Pittsburgh power play goal. I'd love to see how this plans out, uh, pans out or whatnot. They're going to commercial break. We'll have another couple minutes to talk about some other stuff. Don't worry. If Pittsburgh scores, I'll make sure I mention it. Um, I think... The Rangers hold out. I think Shosturkin gets this penalty done with. You know, I think the, I think the Rangers got enough penalty uh, killers, and Shosturkin's good enough that they'll uh, they'll hold out. But we'll see. We'll see because listen, um, last game they were you know Penguins were two for three in the power play, and um, you know listen, special teams is big deal, especially in the playoffs. Um, just to make a note, I you know just a little side note, and I I'm a little pissed off I didn't mention it in the. Capitals Florida Panthers series. Florida has never scored a power play goal. The the Capitals penalty kill percentage is a hundred percent. Do you know how many power plays <laughs> they've gotten or no? I have no idea. I'd be laughing right now if they fucking if they're zero. Let me well. Let me, uh, you know how many times I've said that if Carolina and and with Boston Carolina, um, you know Boston has to stop taking penalties because Carolina capitalizes on pretty much every power play. Last game, Mother's Day, Sunday, they didn't really capitalize the way they should have. But Yeah, last game they were 0 for 3 in the power play. So even if they had only three power play chances, Florida Panthers, come on. You got to put one in the net. You got to put one in the net. Yeah. So I don't know if they're, you know, is that goalie or their decor? Well, I'll tell you what. Not to get sidetracked again, but. Samsonov played lights out, man. He did. I think he earned the start now, going forward. He did. He I, re- I really do. Yeah. I really think he... I think if, if if I'm the coach, if I'm the coach of the Washington Capitals, if I'm Peter Laviolette, 
I'm riding with Samsonov. Just just based off of la- last, you know, last uh, last game's performance. Ride the hot goalie. Yeah, yeah. Ri- ride the hot goalie. We were saying it last episode and the previous episode, folks. Ride that hot goalie. All right, so that Pittsburgh Penguins uh, power play is uh, about to start off right now. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated. We're not announcers here. We just talk hockey. We're not going to give you the play-by-play. You know, tang with the puck going into the deep zone. No, we're just kidding. But, um... Listen, we're going to go on to the next series, and if uh, Penguins score, I'm going to say I told you so. The power play is looking a little vicious right now. I'm not going to lie. They're moving the puck very well. Um, but, but, again, on to the next series, folks. Let's dive into power <laughs> the power play goal by the Pittsburgh Penguins. You gotta look. Is it waved off, folks? Hold on. Oh, Risky Rick. Risky Rick. Risky Rick made his choice, man. Risky Rick might be taking a risk, right? Yeah, Risky Rick. They're gonna go to Toronto. The guy in Toronto has money on the game, so they're letting fucking Pittsburgh have the goal. (laughs) Um, Listen. He might have money on the Rangers. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Yeah, he might have money on the Rangers, so it might get overturned, you know. Maybe he has money on both games, like Risky Rick over here is a fucking degenerate gambler. Um, okay, by the looks of it, I think that's a goal, folks. Hold on, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you live takes right now on the Rangers and Penguins. Uh I mean, uh, it's tough. I can't even. Can't see I it. can't even fucking tell. <laughs> Hold on, folks. Hold on. Let, let Risky Rick and Jack Farris get a, get a you know, you know what name for, for Jack Farris? We're going to call him Laid Back Jack because he's so laid back. He talks in a nice, calm voice when he's on the podcast. He does a little uh, bit of this, you know. Well, that's a mix of, first of all, the Rangers. I'm trying to keep a, a tab on the Rangers, and <laughs> the pollen was covering my car today, so I yeah. think I got a little bit of allergies going on. I, 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 I'll meet you in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, my shit was bad this morning, too. Yeah, we uh we suffer from allergies, man. This time. Wait till the middle of June. I'll be f- screaming so loud. I'll be breaking Rick's friggin' mirrors here. There's a guy in the box. Oh, I'm I'm fucking drunk already, man. Of course, there's a guy in the box. Fucking power play. I thought they put somebody in the box there. All right. Um, you know. It, Listen, it fans, looks... you know what we might start doing, too? If we get enough good feedback, we might do some live games where we got it on video and you guys could kind of, you know, talk with us a bit. Yeah, you know, we, could, we could do that. We could do a little live stream. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. I, I'd be down for that as long as the fans are. We get know? enough We get enough fans contributing and, and kind of liking stuff and commenting and telling us what we're, uh, how we're doing and what they, you know. I would love to do that. What their opinions are. 100%. I think we'll definitely do that for the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, let yeah. us let us build our audience. Let us yeah. do our thing. Let's be, you know, listen, I think we do a good job. I don't want to get too cocky and confident. No. Um, you know, not that Jack is or anything, but I think I think Stanley Cup Finals is, is doable. Oh, yeah. I think that's realistic. I think that's a, a good thing for the show here. I'm not asking for hundreds of fans. Even no. if we got friggin' nine fans, I'll, I'll put the video up. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. So, folks, uh, for those who are not watching, um, you know, I know this will be uploaded the next day, but uh, it, it looks like it was, looks like it was, uh, they're calling it that Shesterkin already covered it, and, you know, Crosby came in over there and shoveled it into the net. I, I, I guess it was an early whistle, because by the looks of it right now, there's still, but, um, it looks like Shesterkin covers it up on the left side of the post, and then Crosby's right there to poke it in, and then it goes in. I mean, as it's long as... It's all about as, that whistle, yeah. Yeah, it's all about the whistle, right, right. Look, it looks right there, and then it's in. I mean, when did we call the whistle? 
When did, when did the refs call the whistle, you know? Um, I don't have the sound on because we're currently live recording, but um, just by the body language, it's looking like a Pittsburgh no goal. Um, I could be totally wrong. It's still under review. They're Crosby showing us, looks a little pissed. Yeah. yeah, Crosby looks pissed. That's why I'm saying, go, you know, based off the body language. But but keep in, keep in mind that it is still in in review. Uh, you know, we're seeing live feed from the Toronto Road, but uh, we see Crosby complaining to the ref as always. And, uh, you know, we're going to give you a live feed. I mean, to me, Jack, um, depending on the whistle, it looks like a clear goal to me, man. I mean, it really does. It's not covered. It's not like, you know, cro- you know, it was completely covered. I hate to say it, but I think it's a good goal. I really, yeah. I really think it is, depending on that whistle. But at the end of the day, it looks pretty loose. Why is the ref fucking, you know, calling think, that whistle so early? I think it's so a good goal. And we're going to see I the live it, announcement right now, folks. Rangers will get it back. Good goal. We're going to see it right now, folks. It's a good goal, folks. Risky Rick called it, just saying that the Pittsburgh Penguins were going to score a power play goal. Listen. Risky, did you just win some money or what? I didn't win some money. I got money on both games, so I don't care who wins. I mean, on both teams, so I don't care who wins. So I was going to say, you're paying for the food. Yeah. The pizza. Yeah, we'll we'll get pizza after. I can't wait. Buffalo and a regular, no problem. Not a problem. Um, All right, listen, folks. Enough about that game, but... Let's dive in really quick. Really, really quick, because it's going to be quick. And I'm sorry to all you Nashville fans out there. Mm. Colorado versus the Nashville Predators. Um, you know, it's just one of those teams that are so good. And I said it earlier. It's We're going to see a time. I mean, we're going to see the, a team take advantage of a, you know, of, of a team that's just not there. Nashville is a great team. They're a good team. They're, 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 not, they're not bad. They're in the playoffs for a reason. It's just that the Colorado Avalanche are that good. Yeah. They're, they're that not, good. They're not they're the that Colorado good. Avalanche. Yeah, that's what it comes they're down that good. to, Rick. Uh, one thing, I really like Ryan Johansson as a player, and I think he's he plays hard, and you know he was, he was good for a while. I don't know what it is if he's just getting older. Or something. Um, he hasn't been contributing the way he should be. He's getting paid as like a top centerman, and you know you would think this guy has seventy five points a year. He's not contributing the way he should be, especially right. in the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I like the guy. I've actually bought clothing from him. He's got really? like a clothing. He's got brand. clothing one. Yeah, JRT. It's called. It's he's actually JRT. Got, yeah, he's got cool stuff. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah, I bought a hat and I think a t shirt from him or something. He's got some cool stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's uh, he. I don't think he's. You know, I don't know if he's had injuries or if he's just hasn't been up to par with where he should be. But you know, Duchesne's actually been playing amazing in the regular season and in the playoffs. Yeah, I, think he's I like been pretty Duchesne, damn good. Oh, do I like Granlund? I like their team. I like Roman Yossi might win the friggin' Norris. Like it's not like they're not I a know. good team. Yossi Saros is good. I think it's like you said, Rick. I think Colorado is just that good. Yeah, and that skilled and that deep. Right, and they've made the right. right. They made the right acquisitions at the deadline that they're going to get past Nashville. And I like Nashville. I agree. I like Nashville as a city. I've yeah, been Nashville's there. Nashville's great. awesome. Never been there, but I heard. I never went there for a playoff game, but I went there for a regular season game. When when, when Nashville wins, that people just pile onto Broadway and start drinking. It's so freaking cool and fun. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't think that they're down three nothing. They're not gonna beat Colorado. Yeah, and listen, even if even if Soros was in there and he was healthy and he was playing every game, um, I I think he is a difference maker. Don't get me wrong. Maybe the series is you know maybe they ha- maybe it's two to one, but I still think the the Abs are gonna win. You know, I think I. I <laughs> listen, I would like to say, I really would like to say that the Predators do get one win, but honestly, I think I think the Abs get the brooms out and just they they sweep them. I yep. really do. I wouldn't really do think me. they sweep sweep them. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. But at the same time, it wouldn't shock me if. Uh, they take the Predators lightly, and Predators come out, and they sneak a win in. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, vice versa. You could say this and that, but um, Colorado Avalanche, man, they, they, they're just so good. Kale McCarr is so good. Rantanen so good. Landis Scott coming back and putting up that performance so good. Uh, I mean, I could say everybody's so good because they are so good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. No, they're a great team. And um, the, I think the biggest... The biggest question mark is we we're, we're kind of talking about their goaltending. Their goaltending's playing great against this series. What happens in round two? Yeah, you know that's where it's going to get interesting. That's where the talks about the Colorado Avalanche are going to get super interesting. And you know we'll focus them on uh, focus them more because honestly in this series here we really haven't been following too much. We really haven't been talking about it too much. But um, it it's uh. Point proven, three zero, and um, you know we'll see we'll see how everything plans out and pans out. Oh yeah, so we got uh, I think we got another real interesting series. One of my favorite ones to watch besides Rangers Pit, Toronto Tampa. Absolutely, absolutely, Jack. I was waiting. This is kind of back and forth. It Uh, is. I think uh, I just watched the interview this morning actually where. Sheldon Keefe, the coach of Toronto Maple Police, was interviewed by, I think, Steve Simmons. I, I believe he's a TSN reporter. Or fans, you could reach out if I'm wrong. But um, he basically said, oh, why'd you start your worst defenseman, Justin Hall, in the, uh, against Tampa late in the game? And, you know, it, it's I, – see, honestly, I would have liked to see Sheldon Keefe fire back at, uh, at this guy, at this reporter. He really didn't. I think that would have been a great opportunity for Sheldon Keefe to turn around and kind of stick up for his team and stick up for his players. Whether he thinks Justin Hole is playing good or not, even if he doesn't, you stick up for your fucking players, I think. Absolutely. And, and uh, I think that goes a long way in the dressing room. Like, you tell that media person, hey, you're fucking wrong. You're not in that locker room. You never were. You don't know what you're talking about. He's a good fucking player. And, you know, you should, maybe you should keep your mouth shut. You don't know what you're talking about. Maybe right. embarrass him a little bit because... And I think Sheldon Keefe was too nice to him. He's like, oh, well, that's your opinion. It's like, no, stick up for your fucking players. Make your players want to play for you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's what I think. And, you know, maybe... got to have your players back. Yeah, I think you got to back your players up. Even if they're not playing well, I think you got to back your players up. Because those are the guys that are going out for you every night and battling and trying to win. Um, you know, it's... You can't sleep on Toronto. They're skilled. They got a lot of skill. Matthews is unbelievable. Nylander has a lot of skill. Marner has a lot of skill. Tampa's going to win the series. They have the skill, but they have the heart. They've got the experience. They've got the depth. You know, you got a guy like Corey Perry scoring big goals. You got Braden Point playing unbelievable. You know, he's he's up by four goals. He's still, like, 
you know, trying to fight guys and right. he's got the heart and the passion. Right. I don't see Toronto beating Tampa. That's like, you know, I just yeah. don't. I think Tampa's going to win. Um, like I said, they have the depth. They have, they have everything. They do. They no, have they the goaltending. They got everything. You know, it's, um, I was so high in Toronto, and I still am a little bit, but, you know, Tampa's grooving right now. Tampa's grooving right now. The best they have all season. Yeah. Um, it's, and that's scary. That's scary, Jack. That's that's where it comes to You have to a life. guy that most, like, the average hockey fan doesn't know. Like, a guy like Ross Colton that's scoring big goals and playing lights out for them. You know, and, and he's playing with guys like uh, Maroon and, and uh, Brandon Hagel and stuff like that. Look, Tampa's winning. I, I, I don't I don't see it from Toronto. I don't think they have the heart and the determination and the grit to, and the willpower to get past Tampa. And I also don't like the fact that their coach barely stood up for them. He's yeah. like, you know, I, I, I look, Sheldon Keefe's experienced enough where I think he should have put that reporter in his place and stood up for his team. Instead, he kind of let the guy shit on his fucking defenseman like right. that. And said, oh, well, that's your opinion. I don't like that. Uh, that's just me personally, though. But, yeah, Tampa's got the depth. I like what Julian Breesbaugh did at the deadline with Nick Pohl and, and Brandon Hagel and those guys. Um, you know, Tampa's beat, beating Toronto. I really i am calling it. I You know, I know Toronto's got good players. I love Austin Matthews. I just don't think they have what it takes to get past Tampa. I agree, Jack. We just took a live look at uh, Chris Kreider taking a puck to the neck. It looks like prayers out to him, man. I hope he's okay, man. That's uh, that's a real detrimental loss to the New York Rangers if he's out. Yeah, if they lose him, that's um, that is definitely concerning. Uh, as a loss to the team, then uh, you know, as a human being, that is a puck to the neck. He looked okay. He skated off. He went to the locker room, but um, you know, good sign is that he got up off his own feet. Um, you know, hopes and prayers out to him. Listen. I agree with you, Jack. Um, Tampa is just that good, but I think the biggest test for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now is next game. Yep. Next game, see what they really are about. And um, honestly, man, if there's a game I'm looking forward to, it is that game because this is probably the biggest test for the Toronto Maple Leafs um, in, in recent years. I mean, they're going neck and neck, right, with the Stanley Cup champs two times. Yeah. Um, probably the greatest roster that they've had in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, better than they ever been. Uh, Matthews is just unreal. Nylander's playing great. You know. Um, but it's really going to be interesting on how that pans out with oh, yeah. them with with next game, and I'm very interested to see how this all this all plays, and I cannot wait to watch that game. Oh really yeah. Can't. Me too. That's one of the most interesting series for me besides Rangers and uh, Pitt. So you know, you fans, let us know what you think, but I. I I'd be very surprised if Toronto gets past Tampa just with the way they're playing and everything's going. Uh, you know, not, they're not playing bad. You know, they're tied 2-2, but it, it's just... Like, Tampa has what it takes to get past them. I don't think Toronto has what it takes to get past Tampa. Simple as that. No, I agree. I agree. Listen, let's, uh, let's dive in to some other series. And uh, the one I want to talk about is Minnesota. Versus St. Louis Blues. Um, this is one that's, that's like... Unless you're a diehard hockey fan, I feel like this is an under-the-radar series just because it's the West. 
the Midwest, maybe I could argue, you know, um, maybe it doesn't get much national attention than it should have comparing the other games. It's on a little bit later, prime time, whatnot. Um, you know, (laughs) St. Louis is still solid, just like how Jack mentioned it. And that's the team I kind of wrote off. Um, I still don't trust their goaltending, even though Bennington won a cup with them in, in, in the previous years and whatever. But a guy like Perron has been still playing great, leads the playoffs in goals. I think uh, Kairou is so underrated. Um, you know, it's just St. Louis looks good. You know, I was so high in Minnesota Wild that uh, I kind of wrote off the blues, but I don't want to say I'm turning tides. I'm still going to stick with the team I went in with. But um, it really wouldn't shock me if St. Louis wins. It really wouldn't shock no. me now. Now that I see how the this series plays out, I really wouldn't be shocked. I really yeah. wouldn't be. Well, you see, uh, in the earlier podcast, I mentioned that Huso was playing so good and he shut them out. And, uh, you know, now Bennington was able to steal a win for them. So that's a good sign. Scares me a little bit as Tory Krug's out. I think with a lower body injury, I don't know how long he's going to be out. But he's, he's, he's a big part of their that. team. He's, uh, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he plays pretty big, and he's a good puck mover, and, you know, he's one of their best defensemen. But Pareko and Falk have been playing lights out. Um, their forwards have been playing unbelievable. Kairou, Thomas, Buchnevich, O'Reilly's yeah. been playing great defensively. Um, this is one of the series to watch. I feel like maybe I've said that about every fucking series now. But, um, you know, this is going to be – we're going to see tomorrow. What what's can't going, wait. You know, it's going to be a tight series. I see this going to seven. Um, both teams have good, good players and depth, and and they both have the same work ethic. It almost seems like, but I do think St. Louis is the better team on paper, and I think when it's all said and done, St. Louis wins this. Um, I think St. Louis goaltending pulls it out. Whether Bennington goes on a little run here, or they put Huso in, um. I think overall, St. Louis gets it done. You're going to see St. Louis beat Minnesota. That's a Jack Ferris pick right there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to agree to the full extent and to the point where I'd put money on it. But um, to a little backtrack a little bit to talk about home games, I think I think if uh, I think if the Minnesota Wild, you know, they win these games at home, I think I think that's going to be the biggest difference maker. I mean. I mean, we, we talked about it all all through this episode about how important home games are. And yes, you know, sorry, I'm dropping caps and whatnot. But, um, you know, like I said before, I, I think if they win at home just because of how important home games are, I think that these players feed off the energy so much that it just gives them that extra edge. I mean, it's no secret just watching these playoffs in previous years, just growing up watching hockey. Um... I really, I, I just, I don't know. I just firmly believe in Minnesota just overall due to that they have home advantage. I, I really do believe that. Um, listen, we'll see. There's plenty of hockey left. It, it's a great series. I'm just, I'm a little mad at myself that I that I wrote off St. Louis. You know, yeah. I, I really did. I did because my, my questionable standpoint was, uh, you know, they're going. And, yeah. I and I don't want to make it all about St. Louis, but, you know, a guy like Caprizov on Minnesota is playing great. Erickson Eck is playing great. Um, 
you know, I think a lot of people forget with, with St. Louis about Tarasenko. I mean, this guy requested a trade in the offseason. Right. Didn't get traded. That's true. That's right. Um, I forgot kinda, about that, Jack. He fit right back in with St. Louis. He's played unbelievable, and he's kind of a, a lightning rod in a sense. Uh, he's kind of he like their Kaprizov. He's, he's older. He's great. Um, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, St. Louis has some nice pieces. They had a solid blue line. And if Bennington can keep playing the way he's supposed to be playing, uh, you know, and if he's not, and if Huso could step in and play the way he played the other night when he shut out Minnesota, I think Minnesota's in trouble. Um, this this is one of the more more interesting series to watch because, you know, a lot of these series you could run through and like you know if you listen to the first podcast, it's like kind of like unanimously a lot of people picked Calgary over over Dallas, you know, and Colorado over the Preds and. Even, you know, the next series we're going to talk about, Oilers versus Kings, a lot of people pick the Oilers basically because of McDavid and Drysdale, right? A lot of people pick Tampa over Toronto. Um, Canes-Bruins is kind of split, but, you know, uh, I'd say a lot of people pick the Canes because of how good they did this season. Right. I think even with the Rangers-Pitt, a lot of people pick the Rangers. Maybe people slept in the, on Pitt a bit, but, you know, Florida Caps, everyone picked Florida. Wild Blues... That was kind of like, wow, like, yeah, I don't know. Because they're yeah, both solid, absolutely. deep teams. And I think, I like you said, Rick, it's a Midwest team that, you know, the East Coast and West Coast really isn't paying so much attention to them. So you're not right. watching them as much. But uh, that's why that's what makes it so interesting. But, yeah, if my money's going anywhere, it's on St. Louis. No, it's, uh, th- that's good, Rick. That was a good statement there. That was definitely good. I-, I like what you said there. Like I was saying earlier, it's just I don't think they get the credit they deserve. I don't think they get the coverage that they deserve. It's two good hockey clubs going at it, battling out. And um, that's, uh, you know, an under-the-radar series is what I want to call it. If we're going to do an under-the-radar topic and whatnot, that's an under-the-radar series. So, um, oh, yeah. no, that's for sure. Very interested to see how that plays out tomorrow. Um, we'll see. We'll see. That's all we can do. Yep. We'll see. We'll watch. We'll learn. We'll take notes. And we'll talk about it on the next episode of the oh, JNR's Buckhouse. Totally. I can't wait. Can't wait. We've got um, one more series to talk about, though, before we end it. Plenty to talk about. Listen, we're going to talk about the LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers. Um, this is a series that's so interesting to me because... <laughs> The Kings go up the first game, right? They go up 1-0. They went in overtime. Um, shout out to Trevor Moore. That's a guy that I want to mention right now. Oh, yeah. Is Trevor Moore. Um, this is a guy that's under the radar. Speaking about under the radar, Trevor Moore. I mean, listen, when I'm playing GM mode on NHL 22, they're always fucking dropping him to waivers, and yeah. I claim him because he's so good. Yeah. Um, Alex and I follow is another guy. Yeah. yeah. No, listen. L.A. Listen. L.A. is a sneaky good team. I think people don't realize them just because, oh, they won those two cups. They're old now. They're this and that. And, you know, they're past their prime and all this stuff. But they still got young guys that contribute and, and make those plays happen. Yeah. So, you know, you just love to see it about the L.A. Kings. Um. I still think that the Eds do win the series. Um, it's just crazy to me how back and forth it is, and I love, I love how chippy it is. Yeah, I love it, man. I love how it's hockey. It's playoff yeah. hockey. They're all playing for the for the same goal for the same thing at the end of the season, and they're just going the fuck at it. Even McDavid's getting into some scraps. Yeah, you gotta love it, man. Oh yeah. 
Listen, McDavid's got heart. You know, as much skill and as, as a franchise player he is, he wants to win so bad, and he's going to do everything he can to win. Um, one thing, you know, it, McDavid, Drysaddle, they've been playing unbelievable. They always do. You got Nugent Hopkins, who, did he get hurt last game? Am I messing that up? I think he got hurt last game. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. The but, games uh, are so late that I could barely watch unless it's on a Friday night or a weekend and whatnot. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's tough. tough. It gets it's tough, tough to watch all here. the Western Coast teams. It's but tough. It we is. kind of watch the highlights with the West Coast. We're really, you know, we're in depth with the East Coast for sure. But, yeah, the West Coast gets a little difficult. But, um, you know, it, what I will say is Evander Kane, as much as he's, like, had his uh, troubles off the ice and whatnot, he's played good. Absolutely. In the regular season and in the playoffs, I think. And he's a big guy, and he can play physical. You know, if you take his, like, character out of the question and stuff like that, um, he's a good hockey player, and he's a physical hockey player, and he's probably a good, you know, good player for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Rick. I don't see Edmonton losing to L.A., but I think L.A.'s putting a hell of a fight up. I don't think enough people talk about Kopitar, maybe because he's won cups or he's a vet. But just like Jeff Carter and guys like that, he's been there, done that. He's an amazing defensive player still. Right. Uh, he does all the right things. I think a lot of this is going to come down to goaltending. I think Jonathan Quick's actually been pretty damn solid for still. Yep. He's a vet goaltender. He's been very good. Uh, Edmonton's goaltending is probably the only thing that does scare me a little bit. I think they're able to score easily with McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Kane. These guys, you know, they don't have problems scoring goals. Um, their blue line's not bad. No. Um but that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't be completely, like, you know, my socks wouldn't be freaking blown off if, if L.A. won. It's because of the goaltending situation, and I don't completely trust L.A. I mean, uh, Edmonton's blue line. Um, I know they got Darnell Nurse, our, our boy Griffith's favorite guy in the world. But, like, still, you know, Evan Bouchard's another right-hand shot defenseman that moves yeah. the puck well. He's, he's got very five well. points, man. Yeah, he's really good. He's, he's going to be good. Good future with him, oh, yeah. man. Uh, honestly, yeah. really good future with Bouchard. 100%. I'm a big fan of Bouchard. Me big too. fan. Listen, like, if you know, I I wouldn't really put my money on LA because I think McDavid and Drysdale are just that good that they could carry the mail and get through it. But, um, you know, I think not enough people really pay attention to LA and some of the players they have that are sneaky good, like you said, Rick. And um, if Kopitar steps it up, and you know, uh, if Dowdy comes back, say, you know, I'm like, is he still hurt? I believe, right? I honestly haven't been keeping up with injury, yeah. injuries and whatnot. Fans, this is where you come in. The West Coast LA fans, you, you tell us that we're wrong. And, oh, no, Dowdy's playing and you guys are dummies and you haven't really been paying attention. Because by the time the come, game comes on at close to 11, I'm closing my eyes to get some yeah. sleep for work. But That's the thing. Uh, yeah. That's one of the problems. I try to stay up for them. But, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I like I said, if I had to put money on anyone, it would be Edmonton just because of McDavid, Dreisaitl. But, like I said, it wouldn't shock me. And I think it would actually be kind of cool if LA won. It but, would no, it would be great. I um, still think I'm mean, be one of the biggest done. upsets. And fuck, man, if I'm McDavid, I'd be fucking fuming. I'd be yeah. fuming. Oh yeah, fuming. You know, it's gonna be interesting if Koskinen gets a start after uh, last 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 time's debacle and whatnot. You know, this is a crazy series. It really is, man. You gotta worry about uh, all factors. I mean, goaltending. I really do think that the L.A. Kings have it locked down. I mean, compared to to what's going on and whatnot, I think I think L.A. really does have the lock on goaltending as far as that goes. But it's crazy how far back, how far, uh, not how far. I'm sorry, I'm slurring my words now. But um, 
how much the difference is of, of the back and forth series. I mean, you got the Kings winning 4-3 the first game. You got the Oilers winning 6-0, blanking them out, no problem. Um, you know, you got the Oilers winning the next game, game three after that, 8-2. Like, oh, yeah. it, like it's no problem. And then the Kings come back and win 4-0. So that's why I love this series, folks. It's, it's just back and forth action, high scoring, no matter what, no matter what the day, no matter whether it's home or on the road, um, as much as I say home games matter in this, that, and this and that, but um, this is just one of the interesting series. It really is one of the you know just I think it's just as interesting as uh, the St. Louis Blues in Minnesota because it's just like two teams, um, one that's heavily favorited and then one who's extremely written off. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, you know, listen, Risky Rick, if he was to put money on it, I would pick Edmonton. But, um, again, it wouldn't rock my socks if LA Kings fucking turn it around and win. So, um, going to be interesting how it plays out, Jack. Honestly. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, that's a good way to wrap it up. Like, you know, sorry if we sound a little distracted. We're trying to keep an eye on the Pittsburgh Ranger game going on right now, but... uh I think we covered all the series, and listen, we're going to be back pretty soon. Um, yeah. We're going to cover everything. It's an interesting time of year, hockey fans. So, you know, like I said last few podcasts, you guys have any tips, tricks, comments, anything you guys, you know, you yeah, guys want? Yeah, absolutely. You know, unless you're a douchebag, I'm just going to ignore you. But, you know, you uh, you got any, you know, comments for positive, we'll, uh, we'll keep it in mind. And, uh, you know, like I said, if your team ain't in the playoffs and you, we're not talking about them, we're going to be talking about them pretty soon, that's for sure. Absolutely, Jack. Um, listen, more content to come. You know, like us, view us, listen to us, subscribe on YouTube. We're on Spotify now. We're working on to get on iTunes. Um, you know, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, look us up. We're going to be out there. I mean, I know mostly everybody uses iTunes and Spotify unless you're a fucking weirdo and use other shit uh, besides other than YouTube. But uh, listen... Look us up, follow us, stay tuned. If you're a hockey fan, you like us. We try to keep it a little funny, not to be too serious, but sometimes with a serious side with it. Um, listen, more content to come, like we said before. Um, I'm just excited to do this, folks, honestly. This is this is going to be great. I can't yep. wait for next season, even though we're already in the playoffs. Um, best time of the year. It, it really is the best time of the year. It really is. It's, it's, like, it's like my second Christmas. It really is, I swear. Yeah, I swear. we're going to have the exciting playoffs, we're going to have the cup, and then we're going to have draft free agency. It's a good yeah. time to listen to our pod. Yeah, sure. no, don't, no worries, folks. We're going to be doing this year-round. It's really not going to be any days off um, besides, you know, us going to work, and then, you know, we got to give some time to, to wrap up the show and, and whatnot yeah. and, and let things a little settle. We're not going to do an everyday thing. We're not there yet. Um, but we get the right ads. We'll quit our jobs. Tell yeah, you tr- trust me, we will. We will. You know I will. Um, but listen, folks, this is, this is a beautiful thing. It's the best time of the year. I'm not kidding. Um, (laughs) but listen, the best time of the year and, uh, folks, listen, I love all you that listen, all you that partake in this. Don't let that ever go unnoticed. And, uh, Hey man, more to come, more content, love hockey. Let's talk about it. You guys share this with your friends. If you can, we got, this is a big episode covering all the playoffs. We had guests, so. Share this with your friends, your relatives, and you know whoever else that likes hockey, because I'm sure only someone that would like hockey would sit through this entire podcast. And uh, you know, Jack Farris and Rick Adams signing out. Thanks for listening to the Puckhouse podcast.
Thank you, folks. Just want a quick mention before Jack signs off and we all sign off. It's 8 o'clock p.m. here, Eastern, Sandra, uh, Eastern Central Time. Listen, if anybody wants to be a guest, don't be a little shy. Don't be a little shy, you know? Just, just reach out, comment on the video, get, reach us out directly, whatnot. Follow us on Instagram at JRPuckHouse. Um, you know, we can answer all questions if need be. And uh, we'll go from there, really, honestly. Uh, let's go Pittsburgh Penguins. And um, that's really it. That's all I have to all I have to say. Rick Adams is out. Jack Farris alongside with me. And that's about it, folks. Thanks for listening, fellas. Thank you for listening, ladies and gents. Thanks for listening. Thank you.